our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done both for and through his servant Kenneth. Kenneth was given life by his creator and was born on November 12, 1927 in Pine City, Minnesota to August and Jeanette Reichardt. On March 3, 1928, he received the gift of holy baptism and became a child of God. On April 26, 1942, he publicly confessed his faith, was confirmed, and began to receive the precious gift of the Lord's life-giving body and blood. In his youth, Ken moved with his family to Arco, Minnesota, where he attended high school. Following his graduation, Ken moved to South Haven. He honorably served his country, receiving a Purple Heart in the United States Army during the Korean War. On October 31, 1959, he was united in holy matrimony to Mary Ann Lamfer at Concordia Lutheran Church in Fairhaven. They made their home in South Haven and Annandale before retiring in 2000 and relocating to Sauk Rapids. For almost 40 years, Ken was a heavy equipment operator for the local 49. Ken enjoyed the outdoors and was always doing a woodworking project. He served his church as a trustee and usher. Most important in Ken's life was his love for his family, of which he was extremely proud. He was most happy when surrounded by his children and grandchildren. His 95th birthday was the best party ever with them all. Ken is survived by his wife of 63 years, Mary Ann of Sock Rapids, children, Kevin and Courtney of Rosemount, Julie and Terry of Sartell, and Stephen and Becca of Clear Lake, seven beloved grandchildren, Tiffany, Ashley, Chris, Sean, Sarah, Rachel, and Brittany, sister Edna, and nieces, nephews, and other family members and friends. He was preceded in death by his parents and siblings Walter, Marguerite, and Erna. Finally, on November 22, 2022, God blessed Kenneth with a holy death and took him home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. We give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for our brother Kenneth. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Last week, while the rest of the world was thinking about preparing for Thanksgiving, busy with plans, busy with thinking ahead to Thursday, Ken quietly slipped out the back door, which I think is just how he would have wanted it to be. No fanfare, no spectacle. He was ready to see his Savior, which is what it means to die a blessed death. And that is the thing for which we should be most thankful today. There was no fanfare. There were no news teams, no press conferences. There was no interrupting your regular programming on the TV. For the vast majority of the world, this happened quite without their knowledge. You were there. You heard the news. But really, this moment, Ken, resting at ease in his Savior's arm, it went without much notice at all. Marianne called me on Tuesday night, and the next morning, Wednesday morning, I was reading the book of Isaiah, and these words have stuck with me 
They've stuck with me. Isaiah 57. Listen to what is prophesied in Isaiah 57. The righteous man perishes, and no one lays it to heart. Devout men are taken away, while no one understands. Now, you all are here taking it to heart, and you all here understand what has happened. That a beloved saint now rests at ease in his Savior's arms. But the world doesn't understand. The world does not know what has happened. And that's okay. Because the honor of the world is not enough for a faithful man. The honor of the world is not enough for a man like Kenneth, both in his life and in his death. The Christian knows, the Christian knows that the acclaim of the world, being honored in every way, it doesn't last. It doesn't count. It's not good enough. The world praises all of the wrong things. The world does not see the goodness that God sees. It does not praise the righteousness that God praises. The world doesn't care about faith. The world never bothers to ask the question that Jesus asked of Martha, do you believe me? And so the honor of the world is not enough for a faithful man. It was not enough during Kenneth's life, neither is it enough in his death. And that's why it's okay (laughs) that there's no fanfare, that this occasion is not like the occasions that we see on TV when heads of state pass away, when celebrities die, and everyone pulls out all the stops It's not enough, that kind of honor. It's not enough for a man of faith. The military honors, which are wonderful, those military honors are not enough to celebrate the life of a man of of faith. Monuments and statues, a legacy, those things, they won't last. Even in church, we struggle to honor well enough God's beloved children. I learned just this week that Ken was responsible for making this Advent wreath. He and Bill uh, worked together on creating that, as well as the, uh, the stand that holds the Easter lilies at Easter time. So come back at Easter and see, see Ken's handiwork again. But those things are forgotten. They're left behind. We don't remember them. And it's okay, because our honor that we give to our beloved, it's not enough. After all, who could count all of the prayers that Ken spoke during his life? Who could count all of the love? Who could measure it, all of the love that he had for you, his dear family? Who could count all of his acts of kindness, all of his deeds of mercy? Who could count, who could measure the depth of his trust in his Savior? There's not enough we can do. Pull out all the stops, get the trumpets, throw a big party, all the fanfare in the world, it would not be enough to honor Ken. And that's okay. Because today, we're not so concerned with the honor that we might give to him or that the world would give to him, but the honor that God gives to Ken. God honors differently than we do. He counts a value differently than we do. And so he looks first for this. Do you believe me? I know that my brother will rise again on the last day, Martha said, and Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he lives, will never die. Those were Ken's words 
at confirmation, his confirmation verse, the words that he believed, the words that represented his faith in his Savior. That's what God sees and honors above all else. Something that the world can't possibly understand. After all, it's so trivial, it's so small, these few words. Trust in those words, how could that count for anything? And yet, Jesus says, the one who believes those words will never die. The one who believes those words, even though he is laid into the ground and his body wastes away, he will see life again on the last day. The one who believes those words is honored by his heavenly Father above all of the pomp and circumstance of this world. All the kings and mighty men, all of the great people of our world, it doesn't count for anything in comparison with this, this small thing that Ken trusted his Savior. And on account of that, Ken was a loving husband and father and grandfather, adoring, in fact. And that counts as far as God is concerned, when an ordinary man loves his family. God honors that. Above all of the accomplishments of this world, above all of the things that might be remembered in perpetuity, this is what God honors above all. When a man does what God gives for him to do, to love his wife, to love his children, to cherish his grandchildren. And so today we rejoice that God is honoring Ken. How could he not do that? How could God withhold his honor from one whom he loved so much? God loved Ken in this way, that he sent his only son to die for him. God gave up his son, watching him suffer on the cross, spilling his blood for every last one of Ken's sins, all of his weaknesses, all of his frailty, his mortality, Jesus died for all of that. If that's how God loved Ken, then how can he not honor him now and into eternity, giving him the crown of life, a crown which does not fade away? That is the honor that is worthwhile. That is the honor that we rejoice in today, and it is honor that is not going to go away. And that is where you should get your strength for the days and weeks and months ahead. There is, after all, a big hole in your life. A hole 95 years in the making, a hole 63 years in the making, a big hole. But it is not forever. It is not forever. Today, above all else, we remember this, that God has promised resurrection. Resurrection to those who believe in him for the forgiveness of sins, resurrection to you. If you hear and believe his words today, rejoice, rejoice. For just as Ken rests at ease now in the arms of his Savior, so also may you. So also may you one day open your eyes at the sound of the trumpet and put on immortality and imperishability. So may you one more time open your eyes and see your Savior face to face and all of your beloved. Let not your hearts be troubled, Jesus says, as he's preparing to go away to prepare a place for us and for Ken. Let not your hearts be troubled. Take that home with you today. That doesn't mean you shouldn't grieve. That doesn't mean you shouldn't cry. In fact, let your tears and your grief be a sign of the love that you shared with Ken and the hope that you have that one day you will see him again. To God alone be all glory now and forever. Amen.